traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Ah, good Friday afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. Sunshine Meadows and Palm Beach Downs, where it's all happening at. Uh, got a good show for us today. Uh, we're going to kind of go through some things here. And this is going to be our set and concrete format for the rest of the year. Uh, every time you tune in, you're going to, this is where we're going to start at. Uh, we'll uh, start with thoroughbreds at first. And then as we go through the summer, we'll be adding a quest for equine goal, uh, last call, uh, quite a few other segments that we'll have on here. But uh, today, uh, we're going to go through the, the original website, and we're going to talk about it and what's coming along. And then we're going to be talking about uh, uh, racetrack um, safety. We're going to be talking a lot about management, organization, and all the things it takes to be in the uh, thoroughbred business, and which transcends over to the show horse business and everything because the format that we're laying out and the ideas that we have and that we're putting together uh, are suitable for all breeds and not just one breed. And that's what I like about what we do here at the International Equine Network. Um, we do uh, cater to all breeds, uh, but today we're going to start with the thoroughbreds, and then uh, next week we'll uh, have show horses and, and so on and so forth. So we'll hopefully keep you coming back every week. And our thoroughbred uh, show, once we start it, um, every Friday, we will have a thoroughbred update. And it's called At the Wire. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, an update. So today, what we're talking about is the International Equine Network um, website, uh, IENTV.org is how you get to us. And the first thing that comes up is uh, today, 526, and it's the America Day, uh, America's Day at the Races. And uh, we go across the country looking at all the races that are being held at the different tracks. And we have um, different features on each one of those tracks and have commentary from professional. Now, note as professional, professional, again, um, announcers, uh, not like me. Uh, they're good. They're good at what they do. And so they'll be coming to you from Belmont and Santa Anita and Churchill and all the different places, uh, you know, that are racing right now. Uh, so that, that's what it's at the wire and it's today and it's on now and it's uh, live racing. And then, uh, we go down and what we try to do was try to help out the equestrians of all breeds, uh, and, you know, do their, uh, uh, equestrian thing. And one of the things that I, I put in was called equestrian of the week. And, uh, you can call in, you can uh, uh, email us, uh, uh, you can do whatever you need to do. Um, our call in is 323-744-4831, and our email is ienequinetv at gmail.com. And you can uh, email us or call us. But we have Equestrian of the Week, and if you've got somebody that you know that's outstanding in their, in their field um, and somebody that's... Um, you know, uh, just good in the horse business. And if they got a story to tell and you think it's worthy, uh, we'll put them on Equestrian of the Week. And we'll have 52 Equestrians of the Week um, this year. And then at the end of the year, we'll have an Equestrian of the Year. 
that we'll have, uh, we'll vote in. So you remember, if you want to participate, just get a hold of us and let us know who it is and what they do, and we'll put it up uh, for our question of the week. And then one of the things that uh, that is really important to me are the equine businesses that help us make our days a little better. And, um, and there's so many uh, businesses out there, uh, different uh, from horse transporters to um, tack shops to uh, you know, uh, all kinds of things, people that make the jockey silks and make the clothes for the show riders and all. And so what I do is I try to look at the business of the week to being somebody like the International Equine Network is. They do a little bit of everything. And so I've come to, to uh, the conclusion that Farm Vet, they're all horse health. They're one of the best veterinarian um, uh, supply uh, people in the world. Uh, they have any and everything that's related to the horse, you name it. Uh, if it's for the horse, they have it. And what I like about it is they got quite a few locations that you can go to and there are a lot of, and a lot of shows, but more importantly, um, you can go to www.farmvet.com and you can go in and you can look at what all they have and see if they have what you, you are requesting. And then you, uh, just, you know, contact them via email or phone and they can ship it right to you. And what I like about it is they drop ship. So if you're at the farm in Lexington and, a, and then going to a show in Chicago, that you can order and they'll drop ship it right to you at the fairgrounds or showgrounds or wherever you're at. Racetrack, uh, you name it, uh, they can have it there. They can drop ship anywhere in the world. And, and that's what I like about them. And that's what we try to do here at the International Equine Network. We try to cover everything. It's a It's a... Tremendous uh, area to cover, but we're doing it, and we're doing it with people like FarmVet uh, that can take care of our clients and, and the people in the equestrian industry anywhere, everywhere, every day. You know, you're just a phone call away from getting what you need. Then we have uh, uh, Farm of the Week. Um, this week we've got Claiborne Farms. It's one of the uh, most uh, historic farms in the United States, producing a lot of uh, Derby winners and top uh, world champion horses. Uh, it, it's a good little video. Uh, it's a tour of Claiborne. It tells you who they are, where they're at, what they're doing, and what's coming up in the future. Uh, Claiborne Farm, Paris, Kentucky, home of past, present, and future champions. You can't beat that. And I tell you what, if you're ever in Lexington, get a hold of Claiborne and go out and take a look at it. You can see some of the uh, most famous uh, uh, champions ever to run on a racetrack. Uh, you can find out if Claiborne was the, the breeder and the manager and the owner of them. It's an exciting tour to go to. And then we go over here to our next little segment. It's called Feeding Horses Around the World. Uh, there's a company in, in Kentucky. It's uh, Hallway Feeds is the name of the company. Um, you can go to www.hallwayfeeds.com, and uh, they are uh, – uh, again, they're like a farm vet. They're like, uh, they, they have everything. Uh, they're feeding horses both domestic and internationally. You can order right from them. And what I like about it, uh, their staff that they have there, um, they can uh, tell you what you need for your horse. Uh, if you've got a problem with the horse eating, if he's got ulcers, no matter what, what's wrong with him, feeding um, problems, you can talk to them, and they're going to know how to help you fix it. And if they can help you fix it, then they can get that feed 
to any place in the world. And what I like about it is if you're in, let's say, let's say you're here in Miami at Gulfstream or you're at Palm Beach Downs in Delray Beach uh, or Palm Meadows uh, over in Boynton and you're feeding your horses. When it comes time to go back up north, all you got to do is tell hallway feeds, I'm going to Belmont Park, I'm going to Lexington, I'm going to Churchill, going to California, to Santa Anita, Del Mar, that, you know, anywhere you're going, going to Canada, hallway feeds will make sure you get the same bag of feed that you're feeding down here in Florida will be delivered to you wherever you're at outside of, outside of Florida. They go anywhere. They go everywhere. They go around the world. And that's very important to a, to a horseman to make sure that their horse doesn't get off its feed, as they say. And they have the same feed and consistent day in and day out anywhere you go. And that, that's, again, that's why I chose the hallway feeds, uh, because they, they cover it all. And, and you, you just call them and, and all your feed problems are, you know, are, are solved. And they'll help you solve it. They're really good at that. You know, so I suggest that, uh, you know, you, you check hallway feeds out no matter what breed you have, no matter where you're at. They'll be glad to help you out. And then we have quick links, and we're constantly adding to this. And, and this is probably the best thing that a horseman can have, uh, you know, with him uh, is our quick links. Uh, for example, we've got um, Trivago.com. Uh, they can help you with all your hotel needs, travel needs, uh, you know, whatever you might need. It's a great company. I, I use them constantly uh, for my clients and, and for myself. It's Trivago.com. And they'll get you, they get you the lowest price hotel rates, I guarantee you, of anybody in the business. And the reward points that they have in the system is really good down there. And since you got your hotel room, then we got weather.com. Uh, one click and that takes you to anywhere you're going, where you're at or where you're going. And, uh, that helps you, uh, make plans for your travels, whether it's snowing, raining, Sleeting or just good sunny weather, weather.com is there to let you know where you're going, uh, what the weather is like where you're going. And then speaking of where you're going, we've got mapquest.com. Mapquest is, is, I've used that a million times over the last 30 years. Uh, they're a good company. They can tell you how to get to where you're going. You can, there's all kinds of things that they have there. And, and that really makes a big difference, in, especially like, uh, coming down through from Florida down to, uh, or going from Florida up to Kentucky, um, it gives you hot spots uh, along the way. Like if the traffic's bad in Atlanta or Nashville, uh, you know, or Chattanooga, um, it tells you what it's like, uh, what it's like then and what it's like when you get there. And MapQuest is really a, it's a, it's a savior. And then we have ship.com. Ship.com is probably unique, and what I like about it, again, like IEN, they go everywhere. They're all across the country. And uh, Ship.com uh, is a company that delivers uh, groceries. Uh, they deliver uh, uh, all kinds of things. Um, you can check Ship.com for the area that you're in, and it'll tell you what stores that they uh, represent in your area. For example, uh, here in Florida, they have uh, connections with um, with Walgreens. They have connections with CVS. 
to get any medical needs that you might need. Uh, they have um, uh, connections with Publix down here, Winn-Dixie, um, Sam's uh, Food Market. Uh, they got everything. Uh, it's amazing what they do. You never have to, you know, go anywhere. You can find it, you know, if you're new to the area, just go to ship.com. They'll, they'll send your groceries to you. They'll get them to you. And what I like about it, whether you're at the showgrounds, the racetrack, the farm, your house, apartment, condo, whatever, they'll deliver them right to your door, and usually they can get them to you within two hours. And that's really great when you don't have to be uh, leaving the showgrounds or the track or, you know, wherever you're at, uh, you know, to go shopping. They take that out, uh, out and, and they get it to you. And what I like about it is my time is valuable, and I know your time is valuable. And if you go to ship, you don't have to spend an hour or two going to the tra- uh, to the grocery store, to the uh, to Walgreens, or you know what have you. Um, you. They they do that for you. They get in the traffic for you. They they take that, and that gives you an extra hour to you know in your day uh, if you use them. And, and that's what I really like about that. Um, they're they're really good at it. And then of course the the go to uh, company. Walmart. We got a direct link to Walmart on there. And all you got to do is click on the Walmart, put your zip code in and your address, and they tell you where they're at, uh, where you're at, and they'll get it to you. Um, they also have home delivery, which is really good. And I like that because, you know, if, if you need something and you can't get it and Walmart can't get it, then you better rethink of what you're getting because you probably don't need it. And uh, so that you got to think about that. And then probably the most important link on here is HISA. Uh, HISA is a new regulatory committee that uh, runs regulations for all of the, all of the horse industry. And, uh, what I like about it is you can go to HISA and they'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, what the rules and regulations are, where you need to go, what you need to do. And, and it's, uh, just now, uh, getting to the point to where, uh, you know, we need that in the business. Uh, we need somebody that can tell us where we're going and, and what we need to do, and then that way we don't have any problems with regulatory commissions in any of the states. But that's HISA, H-I-S-A dot org on here. And then and this is, I really miss doing this. Uh, for years, um, I transported horses all over the world, and I really do, I really do miss that, uh, of the business, that's probably about the best uh, thing that you can do uh, if you want to really get to know your horses, travel with them, and see how they travel and how they react to, you know, going to new places. And you know, it's really good. And and you know, I tell you, when you think about it, traveling a horse all the way from New York to Florida or to California, or for that matter, going to Hong Kong and Japan. Uh, it's really interesting to see how the horses travel. And one of the companies that I worked for uh, at one time uh, up in New York uh, for Brad Gottwalls and and Juice was our agent up there and a lot of good drivers. Uh, uh, Steve Beck, uh, one of the best drivers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, That guy is unreal uh, to do that. But it was Brookledge, uh, Brookledge Horse Transportation. They've been around for a long time. And they travel a lot of Derby horses and Belmont horses and, uh, you know, Preakness horses. They're really good, um, good, solid uh, drivers. Safety records un- is, is impeccable. 
uh, the what what I like about it is is it's horsemen driving for horsemen, and they know what it's like to handle a horse. They know the signs of a horse being in distress. They know the signs of a horse, you know, having problems or being uneasy, and and they're very professional. And you can't get any better than Brookledge uh, Horse Transportation. Uh, they're really good. And then, um, you know, we talk about flying, flying horses everywhere. Um, one of the best outfits. I, I used to work for Enstone Air Service, flying horses all over the world. And uh, it, it was it was amazing what, you know, uh, what we did then and how we could take a horse and go from Kentucky all the way to Hong Kong or to Australia or whatever. But there is one company out there I would like to say a little something about. We're going to go into it in detail next week. Is the Duda Corporation. Tim Duda flies show horses all over the world. He flies horses of all breeds everywhere. And they are really professional at what they do. When you go to Tim, they tell you what you have to have to get into that country. All the vaccines, all the everything. They, they get everything ready for you. And I mean, the, the hardest part... Uh, getting uh, uh, that you'll just deal with with Tim Duda is getting your horse to to the airport, and they can even help you do that if you got a problem with it. They can help you do that, but after that, it's all smooth sailing. They've got everything down. They've got uh, quarantine down. They've got uh, uh, import export papers done. Uh, they've got a staff that's, that's second to none. Uh, they know what to look for in a horse. They know how to get a horse calm in the air. They do everything. That's Tim Duda. Um, he, he's one of the greatest uh, uh, equestrians that I know. And um, we'll have, have more about him next week on the show. So that's our equine transportation. And then we come down and we've got a, a block here that eventually is going to be Quest for Equine Gold. Um, it's uh, it's about horses. Uh, that are in the show industry, uh, it, it's it's going to be really good horse horsemanship uh, that you'll see from all around the world. Uh, like right now, we have the Young Riders. It's the FEI Jumping Nations Cup, and it's coming to you uh, from Europe. And so, uh, you know, we'd like for you to take a look at that, and you'll be seeing more and more uh, of the Quest for Equine Gold uh, soon on there. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, uh, the, we got the live, uh, young riders from Norway is where they're coming from today. So that's going to be, uh, you know, something to look for on there when we have our quest for equine gold. And that, that will be, uh, up on Monday. And we'll have two, uh, sections on our uh, website for quest for equine gold. It'll be one will be domestic and one will be international. So you'll, you'll be up to date on all the FEI, USEF. Uh, the Global Champions Tours, you'll have all that. And we'll have plenty of live and uh, tape shows for you to see. And then um, our, our next section down is uh, our equine, International Equine Report and Domestic Equine Report. Uh, today uh, we have a video on here. And I think it's really, it's really a good video, and it kind of gets the ball rolling to what we're going to be doing. Uh, it's Heisa. It's uh, the CEO, Lisa Lazarus sits down uh, with Brittany Erton to tell you exactly what uh, Heise is about. And that's very important because uh, we're going to talk about this here in a few minutes, about just who Heise is and what Heise is. And then we have our International Equine Report, which is um, 
the FEI Nations Cup. It's the Youth uh, 2023 uh, from Norway. Uh, you're going to see who's going to be the next Olympian. Um, hopefully, we'll see from our show quest for equine for gold. And then, um, which is all important to us everywhere, it's the Breeders' Cup uh, 2023 uh, Santa Anita uh, Breeders' Cup. will be held at Santa Anita this year. And uh, we have on here, it's called Breeders' Cup Winning Your End. Um, it's a challenge series that um, that goes uh, all around the country. And if you win the race, if you win your race that you're in, then you get an automatic bid to the Breeders' Cup. And and this is really important because it kind of structures the whole Breeders' Cup program out to where that they can, um, you know, you, you get a guarantee and then, you know, you're, you know you're going to the Breeders' Cup and you can want your training for that. You don't have to be, uh, you know, hoping and wishing that you get a, a bid to the Breeders' Cup, you know, during, during the year. It's the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series winning your end. And then we have the Breeders' Cup itself. We've got a lot of things on here uh, that I'll tell you about the Breeders' Cup uh, 2023. We're going to have all kinds of videos, interviews, uh, history of the Breeders' Cup. We're going to have everything on there uh, for what our domestic uh, people are doing. Uh, it's really good. And then the international aspect of it is kind of funny um, because Breeders' Cup is international. Uh, you got to win in your win and win in your end all throughout Europe and all throughout the world. But it, the guy that takes the top spot on the international uh, level is Wesley Ward, right here from the United States. Uh, Wesley was the first American to go over to win in, in uh, Ascot. Uh, he trains his horses every year for Ascot with the goal of going to Ascot. And it was funny this year when Keeneland opened up in the spring. Um, Wesley takes all his two-year-olds over there and all his grass horses and over to Keeneland. And next thing you know, you look at the end of the week, and he's got five or six wins on the grass. And so what he does is he he preps them here in the United States, and then he uh, tries to break their maiden, which he he's done quite quite a few times over, over the years. He breaks their maidens at Keeneland, and then he goes over to, uh, to Europe and he wins well. You know, and that, that's really amazing to see this guy. We got a we got a Wesley Ward uh, Ascot assault for this year, 2023, on there now. It's a great video of Wesley, you know, how he gets to Ascot, how he makes a mark on the international scene, as well as, you know, the domestic scene. Uh, fantastic trainer, good story. And then we have, um, look out to our how they get there, uh, the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Um, it's same as we did last year, but we're going to be stepping this up a little bit more. Uh, the journey starts with the owners, and uh, we have on there uh, what is the meaning of the Kentucky Derby. And that's why the, the owners and tra- go where they need to go. Uh, once the owners decides uh, he wants to try to uh, buy horses or breed horses or point him to the Derby, then, uh, you know, he, he gets his trainer. And we have Todd Pletcher as the trainer that you can meet over here and you can see what he's done and how he's done it. Uh, seven times, 17 times trainer of the year in recent, in the last 25 years. Um, really good, really good guy. Um, you know, and, and that the owner and trainer get together and they start making a plan for the, for the Kentucky Derby. 
And then um, one of the things that um, we're always uh, stressing here at International Equine Network is being organized and being prepared. And what I like to do is I like to get things out of the way so that I don't have to be fumbling and, you know, searching down the road. And one of the things that I do is, for example, if we're going to start a campaign for the Kentucky Derby, I get it with the people at Brookledge. And I tell them, I said, okay, guys, uh, you know, I call in and I tell, uh, uh, you know, tell the guys, I said, hey, guys, I said, we've got a campaign for the Derby this year. And uh, usually Brad Gottwalls and, and, uh, come in and get involved. He's the owner of Berkeley and said, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to, we're trying for the Derby this year and we're going to be, uh, stabled in South Florida. And then we're planning on maybe running races in Arkansas, uh, New Orleans, uh, be running some, uh, races maybe in New York. Uh, you know, how, how can, we get together on this, and we'll give them, you know, like the week of, of let's, let's say, the Louisiana Derby or the Arkansas Derby or, uh, you know, uh, you know, races in New York. And so we kind of give them an itinerary, and so they know that on that date that they're going to be looking for a phone call from us to get a horse up to, uh, you know, to those different tracks. And that's kind of one of those things that you put on your calendar uh, you know, three days, four days before you want to go up to uh, any of the uh, destinations that, that you choose, and you put on your calendar, you know, call Brookledge and secure, you know, uh, transport to that track. And, and they'll accommodate you. Uh, you know, they'll get you right there. And that's for sure. And then, and that's one thing that all you got to do is put that on your calendar, and then it'll pop up and remind you. You don't have to be worrying and thinking about this or that. You know, and that's what I, I do here. Uh, one of the other things that you can put on the calendar is the blacksmith. Uh, the blacksmith, uh, you know, you say, okay, we, you know, this, this is where our horses are going to be. Uh, you know, this is the shoeing schedule that you've got us on. And notice I have, how I said you, meaning the blacksmith, how, how you, that you have us on because the blacksmith is very, very important, very important. And so the blacksmith sits down with you and say, okay, we're going to shoe every five weeks. So that means I'll be seeing you at Palm Beach Downs. I'll be seeing you at, um, uh, you know, in Kentucky, uh, Hot Springs, you know, what, what have you. And you also want to make sure that you tell uh, the blacksmith these are the races that you're going to be racing in. And then that way, um, you know, after you get your horse shod, uh, just a couple of weeks out from whatever you're racing, he'll know that you'll be like at Hot Springs or New Orleans or New York, and you can make sure that uh, he's got either himself or an assistant or somebody that he knows can come and check your horse feet and the shoes out before they run. You know, and this is another thing that you put on your calendar that will remind you of what needs to be done. And then uh, next thing we have the feed. And as long as you got a hallway fee, you don't have to worry about the fee because hallway fee is going to get it right where you're at. You tell them where you're racing at, when you're going, and they'll have it there for you. So that's another worry off the, you know, off your mind. And then this might be the most crucial type of thing uh, uh, that you're doing in, in your equine uh, business is you got to decide, are you going to be buying horses or breeding horses? And if you're breeding horses, that's a whole separate 
uh, animal for what we're doing. Uh, you know, are you going to breed them there at your farm or you going to make a partnership with a farm to breed horses? And it's a long, long, long process that, that the owner has to sit down. Only the owner can sit down and, and get that uh, thing done. You know, or he can put his arm around his uh, trainer and says, okay, Todd Fletcher, I got $4 million. Let's go buy some horses. And so, you know, that, that's probably the way I'd say about 80% of, of the horses that are running now go. They're purchased at the sales like the Keeneland or the Fassett Kipton sales or, you know, that, that type of thing. And that's something only the owner can do, you know, with the trainer. And then, then you kind of go from there. And then uh, uh, this, is, this to me is the uh, easiest part of this whole scenario of getting to the 2024 20, Kentucky Derby are the Derby prep races. You've got to earn points to get into the Kentucky Derby. So that kind of helps you start at a starting point. And usually the first one is the um, Iroquois Stakes at Churchill. It's in September, around the middle of September. And what I like about the Iroquois Stakes is that the fact that you get your horse over the track and uh, in tough stakes competition, so it's not like it's going to be an easy walkover for you, but it kind of gives you an idea of where your horse is at and what he's doing at that time of year. Now, historically, what they have is they've got uh, horses that get in the Iroquois that are really well-bred, well-trained, you know, and, and look like they do have a place to go, you know, for the Derby. Well, a lot of horses from there don't make it to the Derby because that's awful young, you know, starting a horse, uh, you know, in September of its two-year-old year. There's a lot of months between September and the first Saturday in May. So what you usually do is you try to get them in there if you got a real good horse and then... Then it gets tougher after that because then you have the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which is um, on the first uh, Saturday in May. I mean, in November. Here, I'm thinking Derby all the way. But, uh, no, it's the first Saturday in November. And so then that, that's usually the, the, the two times that you could run them as a two-year-old. Uh, some run more, but two times is usually sets you right up. Uh, you know, for what they're doing, and then you kind of go from the Breeders' Cup, you know, on. Historically, the Breeders' Cup winner, juvenile winner, has not fared well in the Kentucky Derby. Good example this year, Forte. Forte comes through. He wins a lot of big races, uh, you know, right and left here. And then, next thing you know, you know, he gets a foot bruise. How do you know, you know, that that's going to happen? What are the chances? What are the chances? You know, he gets a foot bruise. So then he now he's out of the derby. So, but there's a series of races, and you got to earn points. There's 26 races all together. You know, if you get enough points, that you can get yourself to the Kentucky Derby, and you got to plan them out because, like I said, you're going to Arkansas, you're going to Louisiana, New York, California, uh, you know, New Mexico, Texas. There's all kinds of derby prep races, and that's why I said before. It's important to get everything set up before with your blacksmith, your feed company, uh, with uh, transportation. Um, you know, you need to get in the, in the trainer and you get all set up, uh, you know, so that you can make it, you know, on, on the Kentucky Derby Trail and make sure you got to have, have enough points. 
And the last thing you want to do is get down to a panic mode when you say, oh, geez, you know, there's, there's a lot of horses, got a lot of points, you know, now where'd I go uh, to, you know, get, get my, uh, you know, derby points to get in. And, you know, that's between the trainer and the owner. And, and you know, you got kind of go from there is what you do. And uh, so that, that's good. Uh, good thing. And then, uh, the decision to run in the Kentucky Derby, it's almost made for you by the horse. It's almost made for you by the horse. If that horse has been knocking them out, well, like Forte did uh, this past year, uh, you know, with one in the Florida Derby and, and uh, one of the races that he won, uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, you know, it was, it, you know, that decision was made back in November, uh, you know, when that horse was gone and made, for sure, it was made in February in, or in March when he won the Florida Derby. And uh, so, you know, you, you go you go down that road. And, uh, and, and it's a tough decision to make, but it's something that you kind of know as you go along, you know, you know who's gonna, that you're going to run. And then finally, we have the, the 2024 Kentucky Derby. And then after that, you start all over again. You know, you start all over again. And like to say, uh, who won last year's Derby? Not many people can tell you. You know, not many people can tell you. And then we get down to what it's all about eventually and hopefully. It can go good as the, uh, the 2023 uh, Triple Crown. Uh, the Triple Crown is the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont States. And the Belmont's coming up here, and this is a good segue for us to get into what we're getting ready to get into. We have a, a lot of things that have gone on here recently with horse safety. And the horse safety aspect of what our business is about is the most important thing. Uh, uh, horse safety, employee safety, uh, you know, uh, the whole industry as a whole. No matter whether you're, uh, you know, a racehorse or standard bred or show horse or AQHA, horse safety is the most important thing that we can do. And we have a new company uh, that has been developed. And what I like about it, um, they they are going to be a guideline uh, for um, uh, what we need to do. It's a regulatory uh, agency uh, that's coming in, and they're go- they're setting up the guidelines. And all the guidelines that I've seen are just unbelievable. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, it's spot on, as they say. Uh, what they do is they come in and they make sure that uh, everything is being followed. All the rules are being followed by, and. For years, it's been state to state. Uh, some states had different regulations for certain things, and you know it, it was a real headache because the trainer has to keep in his mind, "Well, I'm going to West Virginia, and you know what's this? You know what what I have to do here?" And all, so they they look at that, and then uh, you start to uh, thinking like, "Oh man, what's what and what? Where is it? You know what do I have to do? What's what?" And so uh, they have HISA, which is uh, actually getting ready to help get everything into the guidelines so that we can have one one regulatory uh, commission that looks at everything. And that's what we're looking for. That is exactly what we're looking for. It's, you know, uh, one book that we can go to. And, and I tell you, that the, HISA, the HISA controls is unbelievable. 
uh, you know, what they do is they come in and they, they tell you uh, all the regulations for, like, say, Lacey's in every every state, what how much you can give, when you can give it, and that, that type of thing, and all the other medications. They give you a guideline for any medication that a horse can need or uh, would be needed. And so I'm sitting here uh, just looking today. Uh, HISA will conduct its own independent investigation, investigation of each fatality uh, to inform whether additional steps need to be taken. HISA's investigation will include the following. And what they do, and the reason I'm talking about this is because we had some deaths on the track at uh, Churchill Downs during Derby, and, and, it, and it was uh, very concerning. Uh, you know, we know the horse died or had to be put down, and we want to know why. And so HISA has brought together all the states. There will be a review of the records pertaining to each horse which died, including the necropsy report, vet's list history, past performance, exercise history, treatment records, pre-race inspection, and video records. A review of the Churchill Downs equine facility uh, rates uh, from the recent period to the same period of a year prior, and most certain, and most recently concluded uh, this year, as well as the training facility data. So, what, in other words, what they're saying, they're going to go back and they're going to look at all the fatalities that happened at Churchill Downs during the year, and they're going to compare that to the recent ones that they just had. And, and the reason they're doing that is they're trying to establish a reason for that horse breaking down. You know, and they, they want to know that. And that's why they're checking all the vet records. That's why they're checking all the training records. And they also will be a review of the racetrack maintenance records, surface measurements, and testing data. Um, interviews with the regulatory vet, attending vet, track management officials, and other relevant third parties. So in other words, any and everybody that has something to do with racing now uh, at a racetrack, uh, they will have to, uh, you know, uh, be answered to the HISA, uh, the HISA program. And, and it's very important because they're going to be taking uh, track measurements. Uh, they're going to be looking at track uh, maintenance on the tracks, uh, watering uh, the tracks, harrowing the tracks, uh, you know, how much rain do they have, temperature, everything. And that, that's the greatest thing in the world that we can have here with us is to have that happen. And so uh, now we're getting, we're starting to get into uh, some things that uh, we really do like. One of them is about medicating horses. Anytime that horse is medicated anywhere, whether you know it's the farm or or it's the racetrack or you know what have you, anytime that horse is medicated, you have to uh, log that in, have to put that into its records. Uh, you know, so that, that if anything happens down the road, God forbid. You know, we'll know what to look at, you know, uh, on these horses. Uh, so it gives any and everything. And, and you know, it's it's a long time coming. And what I like about it is it's going to be universal. So, like, no matter whether you're in New Mexico, Kentucky, Florida, whatever, all these rules and regulations eventually will be universal. Same for everybody. And that's what I like about HISA. They keep control and they know those records. So, you know, you know what's there. And when you go to the Heisen website, it's really nice because they got all kinds of uh, uh, things in there to help you. Um, you know, uh, how, how to record your, 
your medications, how to record your transporting, how to record everything. They, they've got that in there. And, and they've got a, a number, an 800 number you can call or email them, you know, or go to their website and uh, you can tell exactly what, you know, what you need to do. They're, they're there to help. They're here to, here to bring everything together. And, and the thing that I like about it is, is it's all open to the public. You can find out uh, anything you want about these horses and, and that, that really, really does help. And because we want to make sure that the public knows that we're putting a safe product out there for them to go, go see and, and watch. And then, you know, now that we've got that, every week we'll go into a little more about what they do, but that's the gist of what they do. Uh, they're, they're a quality control, um, you know, uh, type of a thing. And that way we can use uh, the references uh, to all the things that are going involved in that horse's life, you know, at a click of a button and all. And then, and then they also, they monitor racetracks, uh, like, uh, for example, Laurel Race, Racetrack um, canceled its races at, uh, April 27th because of track conditions. Uh, the the uh, trainers and the uh, riders there, uh, they, they didn't feel comfortable on the track. Uh, they had a couple of uh, horses that went down, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting to see. And it's from about every uh, thousand horses that start, there's two that were going down at Floral. So now they stopped that, and they're going to investigate that. And Heiser will be a part of that. And this is, uh, I tell you, today is it'd be so ironic that all these things are starting to happen now and it's like getting the cart before the horse. Uh, example, Pimlico promises that they are going to do more about the track. They're going to try to do a lot of different things and, and re revitalize Pimlico. It's a historic facility. Um, Churchill Downs has just pumped tons of money into their facility, redoing it, remodeling it, making it uh, nicer for the horsemen and for the, uh, um, you know, for the general public, making the track better for the horses. Belmont Park did the same thing. Um, they went in and they checked out all the training surfaces and the main surface and the turf surface. And, um, uh, you know, it's just really good what they did at Belmont. Um, you know, it's just amazing how they're getting together with the other tracks. And that's why we're hoping that, um, you know, they can get Pimlico straightened back up. They can get Laurel straightened back up and get them all, all in the right direction. But uh, track maintenance is just, is just awesome, you know, uh, how they do it. They make everything look good. They make it safe for the horse. And there's a lot to it. And um, one of the things that, uh, you know, a trainer and owner have to think about is, you know, getting their horse to the Kentucky Derby. And I'm telling you, this gentleman that I'm getting ready to tell you about, his name is Brandon Mills. And Brandon Mills has been running Palm Beach Towns, I guess, about the last eight years now, eight or nine years. I, I came here about the same time that he did. And this guy is unbelievable on track maintenance. He's taking Palm Beach Towns over there, and he keeps that in tip-top shape. Todd Pletcher is, is our main uh, client over there. He's had uh, horses over like uh, like Life is Good, uh, Nick's over there, uh, um, 
always dreaming, won the Derby, Super Saver won the Derby. Uh, we had 4K there this year. Uh, we had King's Barn there this year. Uh, you know, he's done everything and anything that you can do, and he's won a lot of, uh, of the races, uh, the Triple Crown races, with the exception of the Preakness. But he's won the Belmont Stakes, the Kentucky Derby, the Breeders' Cup, uh, the Pegasus, and uh, in, uh, in Gulfstream. Uh, $30 million last year in earnings for Todd, and he all started them at Palm Beach Downs. And Brandon has got that facility, uh, you know, the track there, just like there's no tomorrow. And then the ironic part about it is, is over here at Sunshine Meadows, he's got a 5H mile track, he's got a mile track, and he's got a Euro track that uh, the standard breads have trained on. And his talent for the racetrack uh, maintenance that he has is unbelievable. He's had he's had um, uh, plenty of uh, winners, uh, Breeders' Crown winners for the standard breads out of here. He's had uh, winners in the Hamiltonian. He's had winners in the brown, Little Brown Jug. And it's all maintenance. It's all about the maintenance. Those horses here do not miss days. You know, they're not closed down. Uh, like one, for example, um, we have uh, a track here in South Florida that uh, its training facility was shut down for three weeks because they couldn't figure out why the horses were breaking down. They had to go back and close it for three weeks. Not at Palm Beach Downs, not at Sunshine Meadows. And then, you know, you're saying, well, you know, that's good. But the icing on the cake, show horse industry. We've got some of the best show horses in the world over here, and the facility that he's on that he's taking care of, boom, boom, boom. They're riding good at, uh, at uh, Wellington, WEC, Kentucky, New York, California. These horses come out of here ready to go. But, you know, it's all about maintenance. It's all about taking care of, uh, of things. And what it's all what, – the whole point of this conversation today has been organiz, organization. For example, Heise is putting its rules and regulations into effect, and you've got them on paper, and this is what you have to do, okay? Like Brandon does with the racetrack. Here's what I have to do with the racetrack. You know, he's got it all on paper. This is how he does it. So that if a problem comes up, next thing you know, you go back to the paper and what you're doing, and Brandon gets with the trainers and figures it out. You know, said, well, we, you know, we need more dirt. We need less dirt. We need more dirt to turn, less dirt to turn. They figure it out, and then that creates a winner that they're doing. So now we got everything organized and down on paper. We got track maintenance. Uh, you know, we've got uh, um, you know training facility maintenance. We've got Heisen. They've got all the medications uh, things that are involved. Uh, you know, they've got um, all the reports that you can pull up. You know, where the horse was training at, who was riding the horse, who was grooming the horse, who was training the horse. Uh, you have all these different things that you get together. And it's just amazing how they do that. Uh, you know, and so now uh, we've got the ingredients to find out what we can do to stop the things that are going on in the racehorse business or show horse business. We find out who's doping the horses. We find out who's breaking down because they were on bad surfaces. We find out, uh, you know, what the horses uh, were raised on food-wise, you know. Uh, do they need a, a better supplement in there to build stronger bones? 
uh, you know, all of a sudden you got uh, all this information that's coming on, uh, you know, so um, that's what I like. That's what I like in what we're seeing here. You know, for example, uh, the situation they had with uh, um, Forte in the Kentucky Derby, Bruce's foot. Uh, he comes off and he goes on what to call the veterinarian list. And he's got to, uh, um, you know, uh, show the vets and show the owner and trainer that he's back to, to normal. And so usually what they do is they, they give them like a 14-day or 30-day on the vets list. And then the horse has to come back and he has to go out and work, uh, do a work uh, for the veterinarians and the trainers to make sure that he's, you know, he's uh, uh, in good shape. And then what I like about it is they inspect them the day after they work to make sure that they come out of the work okay. So now they're starting to do that. And uh, the Triple Crown's veterinarian inspection is open and uh, to the public, and they can find out what what happened to uh, Forte. Because, like, this year, you know, you hear these things, that, well, well, Forte's out because of this. Well, you know, is it because that he was drugged? What, you know, what was it? So now that's all become public knowledge. You can go to the website and you can see, you know, why he was taken out. And so, that you know, that's what I like about uh, Heisen and the things that they're doing now. And then, um, you know, I, I, I just went through about through uh, with cancer the last couple of years and in the hospital many, many months and, and everything. And I'm laying in there and I'm going through the MRIs. I'm going through, uh, you know, the CAT scans, uh, doing all the tests and everything. And so I, I got to talking to one of my doctors and um, uh, they were talking about the different things that, uh, you know, go on. And so like I... Uh, I had a, for my pat on my back, I had lidocaine patches and I said, it's kind of, I'm just kind of laughing to the nurse. I said, you know, I said, uh, I've got these at home, you know, she said, Oh, oh, I said, yeah. I said, we use them for the horses, you know, so that, that was kind of funny. And then, um, to fight off the infections that I had, uh, they used, uh, 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 antibiotic. It was called Cipro and we've used that for years on the horses. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, gee whiz, you know, this is this is kind of ironic. I've worked with this stuff all all my life, and I didn't know that soon I would be, you know, having you know having to use it. And so then, when I was laying in the hospital and I was getting ready to do a, an MRI and a CAT scan and an ultrasound, I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh wow. And then I see an article that says Park Equine Hospital at Standing Equine MRI. So they get. They got a standing uh, MRI for for the horses now, and um, the imaging it, it shows the heart. Uh, I mean, it shows everything in there, and I mean, it's up in Lexington. And the horse owners, are, you know, just really think that's the greatest thing in the world. You know that they that they can go in and do things like that, and like with, um, uh, for example, uh, the ultrasound. Uh, we started, and when I worked at Windstar, we ultrasound horses, and you do the, the legs and, you know, the knees, and you do the, the muscle mass, uh, you do the heart and the lungs, and, and in that way, uh, that ultrasound told you, you know, how, how thick the walls were on the lungs and the heart, you know, the bone density uh, that we have so that they can run and, and you know, not break a leg and everything. And, and so, you know, when you have tools like that, you know, at the ready, it helps you give a good, clean sport, you know, for the fans to look at. 
and it doesn't matter whether it's uh, race horses or show horses or, or you know what have you. It's all for the business, and, and that's what I like about you know the business now. It's getting down to where it really should be, and it's brought all the horse people together: the veterinarians, the owners, the trainers, the jockeys, the grooms, the hot walkers. Uh, you know the public, the fans. It's brought us all together, you know, so that we can see what needs to be done. And, and you know, that, that's really very important to what we're doing, uh, you know, here in our business. Uh, uh, and the other thing is is that and not a lot of people have touched on this yet, but I'm sure they will be here in the in upcoming months and in, in, through the breeding season. In the United States, uh, we have – uh, a lot of uh, close uh, inbreeding uh, in the thoroughbred business. Uh, we don't see the gene pools scattered out like it is in Europe. And uh, what's what I think is going to be interesting is is how and only the owners and the breeders can do this is to go in and make sure that the gene pool is not very close, because the closer the gene pool gets, the thinner the bone the bone gets in the horse. And uh, once you start getting the, uh, the the gene pool scattered around, you know, and not, you know, circling back, uh, you know, so quick, uh, that makes a big difference in what, you you know, in, in your racing and in your breeding and all like that. Uh, you know, that, that's that's very important. And that's why I like to see some of these breeders are starting to breed, uh, you know, uh, in Europe and bring horses uh, over from Europe, you know, to breed. And that makes a big difference, you know, that, in the way your horses, uh, you know, uh, uh, fall and, and, and their bone mass and, and, you know, the whole nine yards when it comes down to, you know, to breeding. It's very going to be very interesting, you know, to do. But it appears that that uh, the horse industry uh, in the United States has gotten uh, a lot better. Uh, you know, it's just unbelievable uh, the, the billions of dollars that are being you know, put out there uh, now in the horse in the horse business, and you know, I, I tried to tell everybody that, for example, uh, you know, like at the Derby uh, this year, uh, they were at right around. I think it was like it was like six point five billion dollars were generated in uh, in Kentucky last year for the horse industry. That was the economic impact that that had on the state of Kentucky. You know, and so it, it just meant that, you know, everybody from the Burger Kings and the McDonald's and, you know, everything that they were doing, um, you know, was right there and it's spot on. And so that, that's what uh, we, we wanted to talk about today. We wanted to talk about uh, the whole industry as a whole, what they can do and where they can go and, you know, what they can find out about it. You'd be surprised how many places that uh, there are out there where you could um you know, go out and see a horse show and, you know, where you could see, uh, you know, horse racing and, and all that type of thing. And so many of the farms out there now have gone to, uh, places where they can actually, uh, uh you can actually tour a farm and take your family out. And it's kind of like going to, you know, uh, a little mini, uh, mini farm type thing that you can go to. Um, it's good for the family. And, and a lot of times it's just free. You just got to call up and ask them. You know what? Uh, you know when they want to go and how they want to do it and everything. So, uh, you know, get out there and see some horses. Call us here at IEN at five six one four six six one two seven two, 
or I-E-N, uh, equine TV at gmail.com. And we'll show you how to get into those places and tell you where to go and, you know, what's, what the big, uh, to do is this week. Uh, like, for example, uh, the Breeders' Cup is, uh, uh, when in your end starts here at Santa Anita on the 29th. That's the Shoemaker Mile. You're going to see, uh, about a 12 horse field there at Santa Anita. And, uh, you win that race and you're in to the Breeders' Cup that'll be held, uh, in California this, uh, uh, this November. And there's going to be a, every week we're going to have a win in your end, uh, maybe sometimes two or three win in your end races, uh, you know, that we'll tell you about and you can go see. And, uh, they're all over the place. We've got them in, uh, Arkansas. We got them in Kentucky, Illinois. New York, Maryland, Pennsylvania, you name it. Uh, we got a win and end you're somewhere, somewhere there. And, uh, it's really good to go see, you know, to see those win in your ends, uh, to do that. But, you know, the, the equine industry is a very huge part of our life. And it's kind of, uh, interesting. A lot of people really don't think of it being a, a major part, uh, you know, of the economy in the, where you're at. But it is, you know, and it's, you, know, you, you just never know who's the horse person. Uh, you don't, never know how, uh, uh, you know, how much it means to us dollar wise and social and cultural, you know, or big, you know, big parts of the horse industry that you, they bring to a community. But uh, next week we're going to go, uh, give you a few states and sh- tell you exactly how, uh, much money, uh, the uh, horse industry means to Florida and Kentucky and California and, and uh, Arkansas. Uh, it, it, it'll really, it, it'll shake you up. It'll shake you up for sure because then you're going to say, oh boy, I wish we had more of those horsemen here because we wouldn't be paying a whole lot of taxes if we had more of those horsemen here. So that's about it for us today here at IEN. I ramble on enough, uh, you know, to see. Stay tuned next week for the debut of Quest Free Equine Gold. We'll give you all the updates and then we'll start talking uh, uh, some serious things about uh, what's going on uh, this year. We'll have a, um, uh, an interesting little segment on the Devon Horse Show up in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, the, the summer show schedule for the Kentucky Horse Park. We'll have that for you. And then we'll have... Um, uh, a, a big, uh, show, uh, at least an eight minute, uh, video. It's on our website next week of the global champions tour. It's coming up from, they go 12 different countries around the world. So that ought to be interesting. So tune in next week. You got any questions? Call me Scott at 561-466-1272.